0: The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting
1: on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Some people
2: fight for love. I don't want to do it no more. Some people hide from
0: love. It just feels so good, But when you got a love and it's good like it should be Makes you never wanna give it up Cause you know that some people die for love And I believe it's true cause I do
2: the same for you
0: Good morning, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's the author of several books, including Negotiations, Breakthroughs, and Fighting for Love. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel, and she mediates business, employment, divorce, privacy, and other civil cases in her private practice in Laguna Niguel, California. Mari's is a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. She teaches leadership and conflict management courses at Brandman University and here at UCI, and she trains corporate leaders' powerful communication and conflict transformation skills. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning?
2: Well, Lloyd, today our show is about boundaries and that is something that we have to work on our entire lives you know whether it's boundaries with your spouse your boyfriend your girlfriend your significant others in your life, your children, whatever it is, it is really always an issue. And I'm so thrilled that my wonderful co-author, Leonard Simchuk, is with us again today. And that's really the one of our chapters is all about boundaries. And the title of the chapter is stay Boundaries. Stay on your side and I'll stay on mine. But first, let me tell you about Leonard he is the most wonderful, wonderful therapist and great friend and writing coach. And he has been doing a series with me of these fighting for love uh, programs. And we are now on chapter six. We've been doing, we've already done six of these, but we're doing a series to help you understand how you can fight for love and turn conflict into intimacy in your life. So let me tell you a little bit about him. He's an author, a speaker, a psychotherapist, and a great life coach. For the past 40 years, he has worked in both Australia and America as an educator and a therapist. He was director of the Family Therapy Program at the Marriage and Family Center in Sydney, Australia. And then later, he worked with the Family Institute at Northwestern University in Chicago. He is author of The Roadmap Home, Your GPS to Inner Peace, an Amazon bestseller, as well as a wonderful novel, Cuckoo Forevermore, a lighthearted satire on psychotherapy, which he knows, and he's pretty lighthearted. He's also co author with me on our forthcoming book, Fighting for Love, Turn Conflict into Intimacy, A Couple's Guide. Leonard conducts seminars on personal and spiritual growth. He also teaches writing, and he counsels and coaches clients in right here in Orange County, California. You can find out more about him at conflicthealing.com, where you'll see his picture, and you'll see JPEGs of his book. And also, you can also see him and find out more about him at roadmaphome.com. Dot com. Leonard, thank you for joining us again in the studio.
1: Oh, it's always great to be with you here, Mari. You're just uh, such an inspiration to look at how to continue to resolve conflict.
2: Right. So that's what we're going to talk about today, because if we don't have good boundaries, that's a, a surefire way to escalate conflict in your relationship. So uh, Leonard and I had um, put into our book this wonderful quote by Brene Brown, and I thought I'd start with it. When we fail to set boundaries and hold people accountable, we feel used and mistreated. This is why we sometimes attack who they are, which is far more hurtful than addressing a behavior or a choice. So if we could remember this, that we want to really hold ourselves accountable and the people around us accountable to watch our boundaries, and so we don't have to attack and they don't have to attack back so let's talk a little bit together about boundaries and help people understand you know what are boundaries in a relationship
1: well you know boundaries are a part of life and they help us set limits for ourselves and for others you know mari i was thinking just uh, uh driving to your studio that Boundaries exist with traffic lights. If we didn't have boundaries, I'd be crashing into other cars. Right. You know? So boundaries are part of our life. And even in family relationships or in uh, couple relationships, boundaries are necessary. Otherwise, we're going to be crashing into one another. Yes. I think of that intersecting two circles. When you think of uh, of couples, you have these intersecting two circles. And those two circles represent boundaries. I have a boundary around myself, a boundary about my partner, and then we have a boundary around our relationship. And the boundaries are really crucial for us to coexist and to um, create intimacy.
2: Yes, and it really helps us to be self. Um, self-reliant and and also self-respectful, right? If if we don't respect our boundaries, if we don't have boundaries, if we don't even know what our boundaries are, it's hard for us to get the respect that we need, and it's a it's really. Um, very important for us to know our boundaries, and that's that's a tough one too. We're going to talk about that. It's not easy to even know our boundaries, and they change so often through life as we evolve and change. And and you know sometimes we can be more open and and let our boundaries be a little bit further out or or great or more in. You know, uh, so I think it's important that we self we're self accepting. It it gives us um, a chance to really have our our own self concept, doesn't it? To to have good boundaries. Yeah, you know, and putting
1: it simply, it's really knowing when to say yes knowing when to say no. Again, if I look at the driving analogy, there's a green light, there's a red light, there's also an amber light. Yeah. And so in relationships, this is what I say yes to, yes. this is what I say no to. And sometimes we're not really clear about what our yeses and nos are, or sometimes we say yes when we really mean no,
2: yes. and
1: say no when we really mean yes. yes. And this, there is lies some conflict and boundaries. As you say, Mari, the key is, can I be clear about my who am I, And what are my boundaries, what are my yeses and no's when when I'm interacting with somebody?
2: Right. And when you were just talking now about if sometimes we say yes when we mean no, or we say no when we mean yes, that causes inner conflict. And that inner conflict gets projected out to outer conflict. So we say, yes, I'll do that for you. And then we're really resentful inside. We didn't really want to do it, so it's going to come out insidiously. Or if we say no, and we really meant yes, then we're going to feel resentment at ourselves. I really did want to be with him. I did want to do something with him that I said no or with her. And so then you say, gee, what, what was my ego getting involved? And then you feel guilty. So, you know, that's so important for our self-worth to establish our boundaries. And I love what you're talking about, the red light, green light, and yellow light, because sometimes, we're in that yellow light. We're not quite sure you know what is our boundary on this.
1: And let's think of the <laughs> if let's think of the traffic again is that we can also get upset with our partner if they say yes and don't follow through or they say no. So let's say our right. partner says this is a red light and uh, you know we say uh, we agree that there's a red light and they go right through the red light. Well, that's <laughs> going to create some conflict, right? Or yep. they say this is a green light but they don't but right. then they stop. So again, this in a relationship It's very important. Not only do I have to be aware of my yeses and no's, but my partner also has to be conscious of their yeses and no's too. Otherwise, there's going to be conflict.
2: Yes, and then I have to be not only aware of my yeses and no's, I have to think about the yeses and no's of my partner. Because if I do something and I know, for example, if I do certain things, that I'm going to be overstepping Lloyd's boundaries. And then that's going to get him mad, and then that's going to escalate the conflict. So it's really about watching my boundaries, watching his boundaries. It's like <laughs> when you got that red, and yeah, I love your traffic analogy. That was really good, Leonard. But like I have to kind of look, even if I get the green light and it just turned green, I have to look to make sure that the guy on the right or the left is not going through there. So I have to kind of be cautious. Even if I know my rights and I know my, my self-worth and I know my my yeses and nos, I have to kind of watch to see what's gonna happen with that person. And be mindful of that person's boundaries because sometimes those boundaries change even if I think I know them.
1: That's right. So if I'm driving along and I think that the vehicle next to me is going to stay in their boundaries, but then I see them swerving towards me, maybe the person's on a cell phone or whatever, they're swerving toward me. (laughs) By me being conscious, this is okay, I can take some action so I'm not getting hit.
2: And that's such an important thing, being mindful, being conscious, being aware. It's that observer Observing the observee and observing your spouse or your loved one is like okay. Um, these boundaries may change at time. I I really need to be very conscious, like you were talking about. Just I love the analogy. So um, why are they really so important in a relationship? What what do they what do they do for us?
1: Well, you know, I was thinking every relationship, Mari, establishes boundaries. And I was thinking some of the biggies. I mean, the biggies in a in a couple relationship have to do with monogamy or non-monogamy. Says so that's a boundary. It says okay, are we going to be a monogamous couple? And if there is an agreement, yes, we are going to be monogamous. And then there is a a break, a breach in right. that agreement. Well, you know, I mean, in, in counseling, I see couples and you know having a breaches, and that type of a boundary creates horrific consequences. So it's really being clear. What is the boundary around our relationship? We have boundaries around our finances. Who's? How are we going to spend our money? I mean, these boundaries are one, yeah. they're kind of fabrics in a relationship yeah. about, you know, I, I, are you going to step on my toe? Am I going to step on your toe? Another analogy is dancing. You know, there are boundaries. You know, although if we don't have boundaries, you're going to be stepping on my toe and I'm going to be stepping on your toe. Right. You're going to be going one way. I'm going the other way. It's having these boundaries that we're mutually Uh, Agreeing to yes,
2: it becomes an agreement. It's even such things as you know how how neat are we going to keep our home, or our apartment if we live together, you know, and um, you know, can you sleep on your side? Can I sleep on my side? And uh, you know, putting the cap on the and the toothpaste you know those are little boundaries as well it's just it it really all involves respect doesn't it
0: it
1: does i think again all of us have our triggers i grew up in a family that uh it was a we lived in an apartment there was my mother and four children only two bedrooms and in my bedroom i shared a bedroom with my brother we had a bunk bed and there was my mother's dresser. My dresser in the closet it was everybody's clothes. There was, a, there was a desk that everybody used. Like, there were no boundaries. And we had one of these plastic accordion doors that was often broken. Aww. And so for me, in my life, space was such a crucial issue. And I remember when I first got married, um, and I just, we had a very small apartment, Mary Lou and I. And there was a little desk that was my desk. <laughs> And then when she put something on my desk, I (laughs) said, what are you doing? This is my space. It's like it was an attack against my boundaries. But again, that was a reflection of what my needs were and my upbringing. So I'm sure you've had experiences like that in terms of your own upbringing as well.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We should really talk a little bit about it. You know, our parents modeled boundaries. And, you know, that really does affect us in our relationship now. And, um, you know, my parents, for example, had these boundaries where they 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 worked together all day. Then they came home together. Um, they would go to parties together and go to family events together. But I, I can't really remember my father ever doing anything like by himself or my mother really doing anything by herself, unless it was my dad and the kids or my mom and the kids. It was kind of an enmeshed relationship. and um, and so it you know, sometimes I, I thought it, it was a little bit harder if Lloyd wanted to go on a hunting trip or on a fishing trip or go gold mining. I mean, I had to really talk to myself and say, that's okay. It's okay to take a separate thing or for me to go by myself to something. So, um, you know, I, I didn't want to feel guilty. I think it was like a guilt thing for myself. But, you know, do I leave my spouse? And uh, so that's part of that boundary is what we what's being modeled for us. Right.
1: So true. In my family, my parents really spent most of the time separate.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: they I really rarely saw them really together. And then when they got a divorce and they went their own separate ways, that what they modeled Uh, individuality, separateness and that was my model growing up and I tend to be I I do love my independence and my self-sufficiency and I have to watch that because I have to make room in my relationship to expand enough so that I'm inclusive and so that's been a real stretch for me as well in terms of stretching my boundaries to be more inclusive
2: Right, and mine to be more allowing that, that separateness, so if you're listening to this, you might be thinking, well, what were your parents like? And what was their relationship like? And what is your expectation based on what you grew up with? And can you be flexible enough and conscious enough to really expand or, or contract those boundaries so, yes. that, so that you can go further?
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe a question for you, Mari, is, uh, you know, obviously we know that boundaries are important. So, okay, we know these boundaries are important. What steps Can you talk a little bit about what are the steps that we can take to ensure that we have um, healthy boundaries?
2: Yeah, you know, first, in order to be able to set boundaries, you really have to know within ourselves, like we were talking before, what's acceptable to us and what's not acceptable to us. You know, clarify your beliefs, and that's kind of going back to what we were just talking about, too. You know, you can say, okay, my parents were like this, or my family of origin was like this, or my first spouse was like this. And, um, do I really need to do that anymore? Is that really what I want? So if, if your parents never even hugged in front of the children and your spouse wants to hug and kiss you and the kids in front of the the children, then is that something you're going to say, no, my boundaries are, I don't do anything in front of the children. Or are you going to say, gee, we want to model the behavior of a loving family so you have to kind of question you know clarify your beliefs clarify emotionally what's you know what's going to work for you and what's not going to work for you and then what you were talking about before what are your yeses and what are your no's? kind of go through that and say gee okay i might even have to write it down i may even have to journal write it and then question yourself as you go along like even your you can question each other say you know, I know you're not comfortable, you know, uh, hugging me in front of someone. Or I know that you're not comfortable having people over. Let's say that's a boundary. You don't like to have guests in the house. Tell me more about that. What was that like with your family? And how does that make you feel if I want to have a party?
1: Yeah, you know, what you're really talking about, Mari, is that we really need to become aware and then open up a conversation with our partner. Many of these boundaries are unconsciously set up. And a lot of couples just don't realize that they have these boundaries and then when they get breached, then that's when the conflict occurs. Right. And really what you're suggesting is is that if I'm really aware of what my yeses are, what my no's are, what's negotiable, what's right. non-negotiable, yeah. then I have a kind of a an arena where I can interplay with my partner. I can talk and share and, and decide together what are our, our boundaries. Because couples, I was just thinking, if going on a vacation, if we're going right. on a vacation, what are the boundaries? How much time are we going to spend together in a vacation? Do you spend some separate time or do you spend all of your time together? You know, some uh, couples like to socialize with other couples. Others prefer not to. So these are all things to be negotiated. The key is to know what's my yes What's my no? Yes, this is a time for private time. Or yes, I love socializing, and that's how I want to spend
2: my time. Even, like, what do you want to do on that vacation, and how do you want to plan? I know, like, Lloyd likes to be more spontaneous. I want to know everything we're going to do every minute of the day. And so we kind of both have to, you know... Look at those boundaries and see where we can expand and see where we can negotiate that. And we have to be, you know, responsible for ourselves, right? That's another step is to really take responsibility for what your boundaries are without getting, you know, I I know sometimes I'll overstep Lloyd's boundary and um, he'll get mad. He'll get mad. And I have to take responsibility that maybe I knew he'd get mad. Okay, Or maybe I really didn't know. And so I can't be responsible for his boundaries. He has to be responsible for his own boundaries. Instead of getting mad, he needs to delineate those boundaries. And I think that's one of the things. If You know, we don't read each other's minds. People think that, oh, my lover should be able to read my mind. And we don't. So that's why you have to articulate those boundaries. And let person, you know, the other party know, right?
1: Absolutely. If if we don't uh, take responsibility to say, okay, this is what, as you mentioned, let's say uh, your partner wants to uh, go to a uh, an action movie, right. and you really don't like action movies, mm-hmm. and then I think we were talking about. I usually like uh, having a preference. So on a scale of one to five, <laughs> I love that. five being I really want to do this, and right. one zero. Um, so if I say to my partner, you know, I really want to go to the movie and w- uh, this particular movie, it's a five for me. And, and she says it's a one for her. Well, then that's going to be a no. She's not right. going to have fun. Right. So we have to look for something that's at le- least is that we're both over the, the three mark. So right. we are going to both enjoy it.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, it, you know, it, it gets back to respecting your loved one's choice. That's kind of what you're talking about, too, is respecting if she you know instead if she doesn't want to go to this action movie or maybe she doesn't like science fiction and you love science fiction then you know without blaming each other you don't want to say you never do what I want to do or you always get to do what you want to do those two words never always and they get into this boundary issue like you never want to do what I want to do instead of saying hey you know Let's find a way to. I'll go with you to this movie, and you go to me. You go with me to my romantic comedy, or just say, you know what? If you want to go, go with some friends to that, and then you'll have a great time, and you won't have to have me dig my nails into you as I'm scared or something. And um, and so I think there are sometimes options that you don't have to give up who you are because of your spouse if you have a boundary and that. That spouse doesn't want to, you know, do something you want to do. You don't have to give up who you are for that person. You can find other ways instead of getting mad.
1: That's true. I was thinking other kind of, as you were talking, Mari, I was thinking some other issues that often come up. A couple go to a party and one wants to stay really late and the other one's tired, has a long day tomorrow, so they want to leave earlier. So they do have to negotiate. Their boundary says, listen, I've had enough from this particular party. I want to go. And the other person says, well, I want to stay longer? If you only have one car, you've got to do some negotiation as right. to how long you're going to stay. I know some couples, they bring two separate cars because they've talked about it previously and and one says, "Listen, I bet I can only stay till ten o'clock and I've got to leave." And then they can negotiate and work that out.
2: Right, exactly. So um when your boundaries are crossed, that's that's a biggie on what to do next. and i I think that's how we, When we're mindful of our partner's boundaries, we have to remember, this is a really important thing, is to not get mad, but to reestablish those boundaries. And we'll talk more about that later. But I think that's one of the issues of recognizing boundaries, is recognizing that if someone oversteps my boundaries, it's really my job to let that person know in a way that is not judging, accusing nastiness. So, yeah. That
1: kind of reminds me, I know you you had a great quote by the Brene Brown that says, when we fail to set boundaries and hold people accountable, Mm -hmm. we feel used and mistreated. But the same thing goes to ourselves. When we fail to set boundaries and hold ourselves accountable, we're going to feel mistreated. So the key is is if i set a boundary if i set a boundary okay i'm going to get up at this time in the morning or i'm going to exercise at this particular time and i don't follow my boundaries or don't follow my word it means i'm going to feel upset ourselves right that's also a very big issue is is not your really your inner boundaries yes, as well as your outer absolutely. boundaries
2: yeah mm-hmm. yeah there, i see boundaries as sometimes a moving target because my boundaries may change. My spouse's boundaries may change. And it's, it's that what you were talking about before, Leonard, is that consciousness, as we change who we are sometimes and go through changes in our lives, our boundaries are going to change. We might be more open to something or we might be closed. I know sometimes people will say in mediation to me, you know, that's the way I am. And just like it or leave it, which is why people will leave it, you know? And I think that's um, an unfortunate thing to not recognize that we can change. And we can look at boundaries differently. We can have different perceptions. And so it, that's why it's a lifelong lesson is constantly keeping up with the boundaries as our relationships change, as we have new relationships. You know, when you're uh, first married and you don't have any kids, you have certain boundaries. And then when you have kids, you might not you know, make love in the middle of the day like you did before. You know, you have to have, you know, and his spouse might say, well, you always made love with me in the middle of the day, but now the boundaries change because you can't do it. you got kids running around the house. so.
1: And you're trying to teach your children about boundaries as well. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's a very good example. So if they have children uh, in couples, they're in their bedroom, keeping the door closed. Is it setting a boundary? If the door is open, does it mean children can come and go? And I think the same thing is is occurs with us in relationships is that how much do i want to let you into my world how much do i want to share of myself with you and and how much uh, am i willing to really find out about you because boundaries also are our defenses we all have defenses and defenses are necessary in life it's it's a matter of um, managing those boundaries and I think probably the most extreme violation of boundary has to be with domestic violence or any type of yes. emotional, mental or physical or sexual abuse. Right. Those are the most extreme yes uh, uh, infractions against right.
2: boundaries. Yes, yes, any kind of abuse. So let's let's talk about some questions that we can ask ourselves to see if we are respectful of our own boundaries and then let's talk about be, you know the 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 questions we can ask ourselves if we're respectful of our partner's boundaries. Because I think, you know, you and I have done this a lot throughout this book. Is like questions to ask ourselves. Because if we ask ourselves questions, it makes us, it it percolates in our brain. Well, gee, you know, that helps us to come up with what's appropriate for us. So let's talk first about um, how do we know, you know, what kind of questions can we ask ourselves to see if we're respectful of our own boundaries?
1: Well, I guess the thing is, uh, one of the things that I might ask myself is, what am I needing? Mm -hmm. So what do I need or desire at this particular time? Right. And as I become clear about what I need and desire, let's say I need rest. So I just need rest and I need sleep. I had a long day and my partner wants to go out to the movies. Right. But I need to be... In a restful place because I'm right. really exhausted. Now, if I say yes when I really don't want to, well, I might go to the movies feeling a bit resentful.
2: Right. Or you'll fall asleep.
1: <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> if it's a bad movie, that might uh, yeah, serve yeah, you well. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> so, so really being clear and then trying to get clair- clarity is to, um, might, might ask your partner, what are you needing or desiring yeah. at this point in time, too? Yes. That gets it out into the open because as we, keep on talking about um, uh, you know dealing with conflict self-awareness and awareness of our partner really is one of the key ingredients to yeah. to um, bringing more intimacy resolving conflict and uh, making a more harmonious relationship
2: yes yes you know I, I hear people you know boundaries are such a big issue in divorce so I'll find that one spouse will acquiesce to the other and then get mad. So you can ask yourself something like, do I acquiesce to everything my partner wants to do and then get mad? You know, that's that's showing that I don't keep my boundaries, right? That's a really important one. Or do I let my partner know that it's, you know, that that I'm upset about something or do I just stew about it? That's another one, right?
1: And, and if my partner does violate a boundary, is that I can share that with my partner uh, in a non-blaming or right. abusive way to say, "Listen, when you do this, uh, that makes me feel upset." Right. You know, to remind your partner that you either had an agreement or that the 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 light is red and uh, stop.
2: Yeah, yeah, we I, I love that traffic analogy. So we are just about out of time, my gosh. But our chapter, by the way, is just really filled with all sorts of We've gems. We've got a boundary. Well, you're just wonderful, Leonard. Thank and you, we Mari. are And next time we're going to talk about building bridges. After we do the boundaries, we have to build bridges. So thank you so much, Leonard. Okay, you've been listening to KUCI 88.9, FM and Irvine, and KUCI.org. In the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. Thanks. Some people die for love. And I it's true, cause I do the same for
1: you. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not
0: reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.